And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully you all are having a great week. Big show today. Uh, Big show today. I was joined by my friend Greg Price from The Daily Caller. Uh, It's always good talking to Greg. And we, uh, look, man, we continued my King Richard-esque crusade against the press. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we, we basically just excoriated the press for 40 minutes or so. So hopefully you guys enjoy that. Obviously, there's plenty to get to. When burning the press to the ground. Uh, yeah, guys, if you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter at No Gimmicks Pod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play. If you're on iTunes, please give us a five star rating and a good review. I'd really appreciate that. And if you like the show, if you like what you're hearing and you want to get involved, uh, hit us up over on Patreon, patreon.com slash the No Gimmicks Podcast. You can contribute monthly over there, and there's cool incentives if you choose to do so. Without further ado, here is my chat with Greg Price. <laughs> All right, guys, we're here with my friend Greg Price from The Daily Caller. Greg, how you doing, my friend? Good. It's good to be back on. It's been a little while since been on the gimmicks. Yeah, man, it it's has. So, look, we're, we're going to just dunk on the press um, for the entire duration of today's show uh, because I think the press is kind of the only thing that matters right now. Um, so, first, Greg, are you on the same page with me that the corporate press is the enemy of the American people? And why is the answer an unequivocal yes? I mean, I, so like, I, I always, obviously, obviously I've always hated press. They're terrible at their jobs. They're biased to the left, but I never liked when Trump used the word enemy of the people. Cause like, I thought, yeah, these people are bad, but like enemy of the people. But after like the last couple weeks at this point, enemy of the people is a compliment. And at this point, if you're a conservative if you're, and you're not on the enemy of the people bandwagon, you're just not paying close enough attention. There have now been two. Two major television networks have been caught covering for sex criminals to benefit their bottom line. And these aren't like these aren't like low level news organizations. These are NBC, ABC, two of the most historic and most watched news networks in this country, covered for Harvey Weinstein, covered for Matt Lauer, signed NDAs with with signed a million NDAs with women who had been sexually assaulted by their employees. And then you have ABC who sat on the Jeffrey Epstein story and let him traffic young girls for three more years so that they could get their interview with the royal family. It's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. It's abs- it is disgusting. I mean, ABC and NBC, they they sure do love them some rape. They are big rape fans over there in the corporate press. Uh, obviously, let's just start with, with ABC News, man. Um, Project Veritas, the guerrilla journalist group, um, led by James O'Keefe, published a bombshell. Uh, and it, it was a bombshell video. People in the press love uh, throwing around the term bombshell when there is uh, no such thing. But this was a bombshell video released yesterday proving, like you said, that ABC News had evidence surrounding pedophile uh, sex trafficker Jeffrey Epstein for three years and covered it up. Obviously, the director of the news division at ABC is George Stephanopoulos, former aide to Bill Clinton. Obviously, Bill Clinton uh, was buddies with... Jeffrey Epstein. 
you really can't make this shit up, dude. It, you, you cannot make this up. And then, to not, not to be outdone, the press completely covered up the story. I mean, there, there's no mainstream news outlets that have covered this story, that ABC had covered up evidence about Jeffrey Epstein. Nothing. Nothing on CNN, nothing in the New York Times, nothing. Complete media blackout. You cannot make this up. No, it's it's unbelievable. Like, it's it's absolutely unbelievable. And the most, in, like, just the most incredible thing about it is, like, imagine this were, were Fox News. Like, at least with Fox News, when Roger Ailes was caught sexually harassing his employees, Rupert Murdoch ran him straight out of the company. But, like, imagine Fox News or imagine OA or imagine even my even imagine the Daily Caller had had evidence that of a sex of like one of the biggest sex trafficking scandals of the last couple decades and sat on it to benefit their bottom line, sat on it because they're like you said, their chief political correspondent is a is a buddy of. Bill Clinton, whose wife was running for president at the time. Imagine any conservative outlet did that. It would, the the press would would drop a would be having a field day with it, and it's just incredible. Like, I mean, go down how, the list. Go down the list. Not even Fox News. Not even the Daily Cow. How about me? How about this tiny little fucking show? I mean, look, I'm not a journalist. I don't have journalistic ethics or anything. I'm a professional musician who talks shit about politics. Like, I have no journalistic integrity. But if I had evidence, if I, if I were covering covering up rape or something like that, or if I was not talking about something on the podcast, uh, you know, for my own benefit or something like that, when I had evidence that I should report, like no one would listen to me anymore. Like nobody would take me seriously, and I'm I'm just some idiot talking shit. You know what I mean? Like nobody. Like look, if any person working for ABC News, any employee from the interns all the way up to executives. If any employee of ABC News has any integrity at all, they would immediately resign. That everyone, everyone should be gone. Everyone should resign or be fired immediately. But they won't. I mean, there, there won't be any repercussions for this, obviously. But if there is a, a human being in that office with any integrity, any level of seriousness at all, they would immediately resign. No, you're absolutely right. But but like you said, all these all these mistakes, like. All of these fuck ups, they all go in the same direction and there's never any repercussions for it. And that's why American faith in the press has just gone straight down the tubes and they deserve it. Like these people are ruining the profession of journalism just because everything they do benefits their bottom line. They do everything. They have a vendetta against the president of the United States and all their mistakes go in the same way. And as they've shown, they'll take money over reporting of a fucking child sex trafficking ring for three years. And yeah, you're right. And I, like, I'd go even further. I think the police should search NBC News because Ronan, just because Ronan Farrow reported of all, all these NDAs that were signed with these, among, with these women who were sexually assaulted. The police should search their studios to see what they're hiding. They should get a warrant to do that because this is just, this is just insane. It's absolutely insane. And it's out of control. Yeah, it's out of, yeah, it's way out of control. ABC issued a hilarious statement, uh, like they always do, you know, when, when they're caught red-handed doing something like this. They they released an asinine statement saying that the evidence against Epstein didn't fit their, you know, journalistic standards. Yeah. That's... Bullshit. A- well, ABC it, News promoted the it, Jesse Smollett hoax. How many well, times well, do they have well, Jesse Smollett on their network? The, well, Coven- the Covington Catholic kids. And not and not even not even just those. They had Brian, They allowed Brian Ross... Remember this to go on there and say that he had evidence that Michael Flynn was about to testify 
that Trump ordered him to coordinate with the, with the Russians during the 2016 campaign. It turned out to be a completely false story and it completely tanked the stock market. And then Brian Ross was fired. They allowed that, that met their editorial standards. Another thing that met their editorial standards was the video that they showed a couple weeks ago that they said was action <laughs> from the Syrian border, but it turned out to be footage from a gun range in Kentucky. That met their editorial. Those two things met their yeah. edit. And also they were a big promoter of Julie Swe- of all the Kavanaugh accusers, the re- not, not, not Christine oh, Blasey, yeah. but like the ridiculous ones. All of those met yeah. their editorial standards, but photos of Jeffrey Epstein's victims with the with Prince with Prince William that didn't meet their editorial standards. Like what what standards do these these people have? No standards. They're just ridiculous. These people have no standards. Yeah. I mean, on top of all that, they've spent the last three years calling the president of the United States a Russian agent. There's your there's your fucking journalistic standards. I mean. Jesse Smollett, Covington Catholic, Brett Kavanaugh, Russian collusion. Steel like you dossier. said, the, the like accusations against the the steel dossier. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Trump's pissing on Russian hookers. Yep, that that meets your journalistic standards, but not credible evidence that Jeffrey Epstein, friend of President Bill Clinton, was running a sex trafficking ring, which turned out to be completely true. Yeah, and like my God, and like how many of these like like these were young girls getting trafficked these. For minors, like how many teenagers. of them? Teenagers, children, like teenagers, children. Like how, like if ABC had reported, like how, like if ABC had reported on the story, how many of them, like, w- would have been safe from this shit? Like they allowed young girls to get, like ABC is complicit in sex trafficking. They allowed young girls to get trafficked because if they reported the story, it wouldn't have been, it would, it would, it wouldn't have benefited their, it would have came out of their wallet. Like that is insane, and these people should be ashamed. Like you said at the top of the podcast, you know, you were reluctant to call the press the enemy of the people. And I came around on that term probably a year ago. Actually, I think it was the Brett Kavanaugh thing was the final nail in that coffin for me. I, I, the straw that broke the camel's back. But, you know, I, I still see a lot of conservatives, probably half of conservatives and libertarians on, on Twitter saying like, you know, hey, look, I, I don't like the enemy of the people talk, but Trump's right. These people are really bad. Like, OK. If you're not convinced that the press, the corporate press, and I've said it a million times, and I got this from Michael Malice, the libertarian commentator, I call them the corporate press because I refuse to call them the mainstream media. There's nothing mainstream about what these godless monsters are doing. I mean, there's, no, there's nothing there's nothing mainstream about trying to unseat a duly elected president. There's nothing mainstream about covering up for rapists. Okay, that's not mainstream. That's evil. These people are evil. These people are the enemy of the American people, and I refuse to call them mainstream. But if if you're not convinced that the press is the enemy of the American people, what is the press doing? Like, what are they? Like, what have they done for the last, I don't know, 20 years? They've smeared Republicans, and they've promoted war. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you said, with the, the gun range video from Kentucky saying, oh, no, the Kurds, all the Kurds are dead. Kurds are fine, guys. They're fine. I mean, like, smearing Republicans, promoting wars. That's the only thing the press has done for most of my adult life. What what the fuck are they if not the enemy of the American people? Like, that's what they are. That's who they are. Like, I, I don't... Trump is absolutely right, and he's been right a lot of times on a lot of these things. You know, he, it seems like he goes too far, and then it turns out he was absolutely right, and this is just another example. No, you're, you know, yeah, like I said at the top of the, 
at the top of the show. Like if you if you're a conservative and at the, at this point and you can't bring yourself to say the media is the enemy of the people, you're just not paying attention because these people do not have your interests in mind. They don't have the American people's interests in mind. They have they have their they have two things they have only two things in mind. They have ruthlessly opposing this president by any means possible and they have their own wallets in mind. That's the only things that they give a shit about. And and like you said, you're right. All they do is just smear Republicans and promote war. And 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 that's why like like every single like I run social media at the Daily Caller and every single week we get um we we get our you know how much traffic we get to our social medias for the week. And every single week our the Daily Caller social media gets more traffic than the Washington Post. We get more traffic than the New York Times. We get more traffic than the Hill. We get more traffic then we get more traffic than all of these places because people are sick of it. People, people are sick of it. Like the, like the era of quote unquote, uh, unbiased journalism is dying and like websites like the daily caller and websites like, you know, like Vox and salon, like on the left, they're growing so much because people are sick of being lied to, but, and sick of being smeared and sick of, you know, going through the New York times. And the first thing you see is Mormon family of five, slaughtered by Mexican drug cartel, but let's talk about colonial settler settlements in this region. Like that's like people are sick of this shit. And that's why websites like, Oh, I'm going to, and that's why we'll we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. I'm going to get to that in a second. I'm going to get to the the New York times headline in a second, but I, uh, just off the top of my head, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but it was, it was a big eye opening moment to me, and we don't need to talk about foreign policy that much. I know, you know, I'm I'm a little bit more non-interventionist than you are, and that's fine. We don't need to relitigate that right now. But I I I really was proud of President Trump. I think it was the most ethical thing uh, a U.S. president has said in a long time. After um, uh, the Iranians shot down one of our drones, that was maybe six months ago, and uh, yeah, he was gonna hit. He was he was gonna respond and hit some military installation. Um, and he asked the generals, hey, how many people are going to die? The generals responded, 150. And Trump called it off and said, hey, look, like we're going to we're going to hit Iran. But 150 human souls is not worth a, a flying robot. You know, I, I thought I was like, wow. I mean, this is that's incredible. That's the most ethical thing a, a U.S. president has said in my lifetime. Um, and the press lost their minds. They were so mad that Trump didn't want to send 150 Persians to hell. They were but heard about that. They wanted dead Muslims. They wanted dead brown people so they could put it on TV. And I'm like, I'm sitting back like, dude, enemy of the people. Like, you bloodthirsty monsters. I mean, it's not, they, they didn't take out a U.S. ship. You know what I mean? They didn't bomb, you know, there wasn't a terrorist attack. There was, no one was hurt. No Americans were killed or anything like that. It was just a flying robot, man. I don't give a shit about flying robots. I care about human beings. And I was it was just really eye-opening seeing the press's reaction to Trump not killing 150 people for no reason. And they were they were so opposed to that. They fought that tooth and nail. I'm like, "Wow." Just I mean, the moral bankruptcy of these people. It's like if if you if you came well, down on the wrong side of that debate, that really says something about you as a human being. You know what I'm saying? Well, they lost their minds when he referred to MS-13 as animals. Like, remember that? They like, oh my goodness! Like, yes. like they've been losing their minds because he called for for war on the drug cartels. Like, they're like anything, anything to 
get a bad headline for Donald J. Trump, these people are going to be on the side for it, even if they take the side of 100 dead, dead Muslims or if they take the side of MS-13. And that's why that they're that's why that the American people are starting to wake up and see these people are just ridiculous and don't have your interests in mind and are just fucking ridiculous. One point before we move on to the New York Times, one point that we we discussed before we started recording. Um, I, I would just one point on Project Veritas and James O'Keefe. I'm getting tired of people on the right conservatives attacking Project Veritas. I know James O'Keefe doesn't always get it right. I know he's fucked up before, but I'm really tired of conservatives, like the kind of establishment-type conservatives looking down their nose at James O'Keefe. James O'Keefe is one of the only people in the country doing journalism. I mean, the, the profession of journalism is dead. It's gone. I mean, like, it's not dying. It, it is dead. It, it's long gone. I mean, the only people doing journalism are these kind of guerrilla journalists like James O'Keefe. They're doing the Lord's work. From my perspective, man, I'm getting real tired of, you know, even people just refusing to give him credit. Like, uh, you know, like, I'm glad this came out, but, you know, it's still not a big fan of James O'Keefe and his tactics. Dude, fuck that. Fuck that. I mean, like, we need to be supporting people like this. We should be donating to him, promoting it, retweeting it, sharing it, getting it out there. I mean, he, he's one of the good guys, man. He is one of the, one of the few. No, I 100% agree. Like, like you said. He doesn't, he's fucked up before. He's like, he's been caught deceptively editing video before, but he's like, but he's done some great work. Like the stuff he did with Acorn, the stuff he did with the yep. the unions in New Jersey, he's done like, yeah, you're right. He's one of the few people who actually is like on the ground getting the store. Like, I don't even know, like, how does he do it? Like, it's just, cra it's crazy how he always, how he always just ends up getting these gigantic stories. Like the stuff he did, like exposing the Clinton campaign in 2016. Um, the yeah, he, he, yeah, you're right. Like he's, he's a, he's an ally for sure. And he should be treated like that because he's, he's, mean, done, if, he's done a lot if he gets to, it to fight back against the, to fight back against the, the left. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And look, if James O'Keefe gets it right 50% of the time, I mean, are you going to look down that's, your nose at him? I mean, yeah, the New York Times gets it wrong 100% of the time. Yeah. I mean, the Washington Post, if the Washington Post was batting 500, that would be a huge accomplishment. They're batting zero. I mean, all everything they've done for years has been fraudulent. I mean, all they do is lie. They're batting zero. Okay? So, I mean, if, if, if Project Veritas fucks up sometimes, they're better than the corporate press. They're better than CNN. I mean, my goodness. So that's just that's just a side note. I, we can we can get off of that, but just a side note. Stop bitching about James O'Keefe, guys. It's a bad look. Let's move on. Uh, and you you mentioned it briefly um, to this ridiculous New York Times headline. And obviously, I, I haven't had a chance to talk about it yet. But there was a horrific attack on a, like a Mormon family in northern Mexico. I think they're on their way to a wedding or something. And uh, th these nine American citizens were brutally murdered, including six children like under the age of 10, six, six young children, were slaughtered by Mexican drug cartels. This is the New York Times headline. Are you ready for this? Everybody sit down. Quote, the brutal killing of nine members of, of an American family in northern Mexico on Monday highlights the long history of religious fundamentalist settlers in the region. Unquote. That's the New York Times. Christians are to blame for the drug cartels slaughtering American citizens. Nailed it. 
Yeah, those those damn Christian colonialist setter, colonialist settlers are responsible for bloodthirsty Mexican drug cartel slaughtering six children. Like what was it? Like six or seven children? Like that's for just like 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 again, yeah, like who the hell edits these newspapers? Like like if if anybody knows Jeff Ingersoll, who's the editor in chief of the Daily Caller, and said, "Here's a story about a Mormon family getting killed by a Mexican drug cartel. This is what I want to make the headline." And they and they and they did that headline. He would like tell them to fuck off. He would like ask if you're drunk. He would be like, "Dude, are you okay? Do you like?" And then he and then he would just to say he would tell you, "No, that, like that's ridiculous." Like who the who the fuck are these editors? Are they just on crack twenty four seven? Do they just like do a shit ton of drugs in the office and they're like, hmm, let's write our headlines? Like, how do you come up with this stuff? I like how? <laughs> I just don't get you it. You come up with the stuff. You come up with the stuff if you hate the country. If you if you think the American founding was a mistake. If you fundamentally oppose the Constitution. If you hate God. If you hate Christianity and Judeo-Christian values. If you hate Western civilization as a whole, then you write that headline. If you hate the West, if you think Western civilization was a mistake, then you blame Christianity for six children under the age of 10 being brutally slaughtered by Mexican outlaws. That, that, the editors of the New York Times hate you. Like, if you're listening to this podcast, they hate you. They hate you. They hate your God. They hate your country. They hate the West. Like, I'm sorry, man. Like, I don't know what else to say. That's the only the, thing you can say. These people like, there's are, no other, There's they, no other explanation for why the New York Times would write a headline like that besides what you just said. There's none. It's either that or they just do a shit ton of drugs and then write their headlines. Either one's believable at yeah. this point. Either one seems legit. Like, there's no... Look, man, I... Before we before we move on, I, we can briefly mention some of the election results from from last night too. But before we move on from the press, Brian Stelter spent an entire hour on CNN. His reliable sources. Oh wait, or see on MSNBC. I get, it doesn't matter. Same thing. Who cares? Mister Piggy himself, Brian Stelter, spent an entire hour complaining about Trump's misspelling words on Twitter. A full hour on it. A full expose on Trump's Twitter misspellings. Dude, there's a genocide going on in Yemen. There's a legit genocide. Saudi jets bombed an elementary school in Yemen, slaughtering dozens of children. There's been like 100,000 women and children dead. That's a genocide, dude. Two million Muslims are in concentration camps in China. Some reports are actually saying that the Chinese are harvesting their organs. I mean... This isn't like 5,000 years ago when that, you know, seems believable. This is 2019. Two million Muslims are having their organs harvested in China. The press has never commented on that. They've never talked about it. Not once. I mean, I don't think, I, even Fox News, and any, any news outlets, I haven't seen the word Yemen on television. Like, when's the last time anybody's talked about Yemen? I mean, I, I know Rand Paul will, will run his mouth about it occasionally, but that's about it. I mean, the... The, the fact that they cover Sean Spicer on Dancing with the Stars, a reality show that nobody actually fucking watches, and they cover Trump's Twitter misspellings, and they don't cover two million Muslims in concentration camps. They don't cover a literal genocide. It's like, these people are useless. These people are useless. The profession of journalism is now useless. Yeah. You're at, don't... 
don't cover two major networks covering for sex criminals. I don't cover any of this shit. And it's like people like people need to wake up and just start realizing just how much these people hate hate Americans and hate the American people and just turn their nose at the American people and and then and then get and then claim the victim whenever Trump hurts their feelings. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Look, man, the press, I'm going to keep talking about the press every episode of this podcast because they are the enemy. They're the problem. Like the press is the the actual driving force behind the Democratic Party's push towards socialism. Like if the press wasn't so friendly towards communism, the Democratic Party would never have gotten away with it. I mean, obviously it's, it's the politicians themselves at fault, but the press is aiding and abetting the Democratic Party's push towards Marxism. It, I mean, it's not surprising. The New York Times spent 30 years praising Soviet communism, so you know it's, it's not really surprising. Still, but there's still, a driving force behind still that. Still praises communism. Yeah, still they still praise communism. I mean, they're the driving force behind the Democratic Party's push towards partial birth abortion. They're the driving force. I mean, that's a ridiculous, evil, satanic, monstrous position to hold. You should be able to kill a baby up until the point of birth, or in in Ralph Northam's case, after the baby's already been born healthy. Yeah. Like, if the press were doing their jobs, the Democrats would never adopt that position. They would never get away with it. If, if there was any kind of fairness or honesty in the press, the Democrats wouldn't get away with it. The press is the problem. The press is the pro- the press is the reason why president after president has gotten away with unjust wars. I mean, like, Obama never would have gotten away with invading Libya for absolutely no reason if the press wasn't covering for him. I mean, think about how horrible that situation was. We signed a treaty with Muammar Gaddafi where he gave up his nuclear ambitions and turned over 100% of his chemical weapons. A few months later, under the leadership of Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton, who was Secretary of State at the time, we invaded Libya anyway. Gaddafi was sodomized to death with a bayonet live on TV, which is really not how we should be doing business here in the West. And now it's it's a failed state run by ISIS and Boko Haram and Al-Qaeda, where there's been something like 200,000 women and children slaughtered, and now there's an open-air slave trade. Right? I mean, this is horrible. It's hor- like the worst foreign policy mess I can think of, right? That never would have happened if the press wouldn't have covered for everything Barack Obama did. You know, like, it's not that we shouldn't hold Obama accountable for that. We should. But the press lets it happen. Like, if the press were doing their jobs, none of these things would— Bernie Sanders, a literal communist, would not be a front-runner for president if the press didn't cover for communism. All the wars, all the socialism stuff, the partial birth abortion, the press lets it happen. The press is the problem. They are the enemy. Yep. You're right. Like, and that's why the Daily Caller is growing. That's why websites like, like all the, like, that's why the intellectual dark web has been able to grow so much just because of how much, just because of just how people just don't trust the mainstream media or the corporate media. And they, they, they're they sick of being told they're, they're, they're sick of being, of them sitting on their high horses and tell them and, and having them be the, claim to be the quote-unquote moral arbiter, firefighters of the truth, to use Katie Turner's words. They're, people are just sick of it, and that's why, and that's why they're going to go out of business. I think, I think people are waking up to this, to this shit, and then people are going to stop buying subscriptions. People are going to stop watching the news. They're going to start turning to these alternative forms of media. That's, that, that's the stu- kind of stuff that's growing, and, and yeah, they've just, they've, they've, they've just 
slowly but surely been ruining been ruining the the case for unbiased journalism. I, honestly, I think I think we're better off when journalism isn't biased. Like when when America when during when, when, when during the founding of America, the two major newspapers one was on the side of Alexander Hamilton, the other was a uh, was on the side of uh, the uh, what do you call it the anti the anti federalists or whatever they were called the Democratic the Demo- right. the original Republican Party and like those two those two newspapers one was for one party one was for the other and I think it's better that way I don't like it's it's worse for the country when all these newspapers claim that they're quote unquote unbiased and then and then but but they're just a mouthpiece for for the DNC like it's better like it's better when when news outlets admit their biases. Like, like they did, like the daily caller does, like we report news, like we report the facts, but we're also a conservative outlet and we admit that. And I think we're better off when news outlet, I think, I think we'll be better off as a country when news outlets admit their biases. So you know what you're getting. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And, um, in, even in England, obviously the, the press sucks in England too, but they're at least a little bit better than they are here because they have, their newspapers have a slant. And you know what you're going to get. Like if you get the Economist, you know it's you know center right. If you get, you know whatever the Daily Mail or whatever the fuck it's called, you know it's center left. It's so like you know what you're getting, you know. So yeah, any anything's better than the system we have now. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. If if you know that's why I I take more of an issue with CNN than I do MSNBC because MSNBC at least admits that they're biased. You know what I mean? Same with Fox News admits that they're biased. I think that's not nearly as bad as what CNN does and claims to be you know these you know neutral arbiters of the truth and that's just it's a complete joke so before i let you go greg uh let's briefly talk about some of the elections that happened last night uh, i don't think there's anything surprising but we can kind of go through it and, and see what it means if if anything moving forward uh yeah, it's... matt bevan the governor of uh kentucky republican was defeated by something like 3000 votes it's yeah, actually not the, called it's still too close to call yeah, but it's the like margins are like 3000 votes yeah what was well, what's really but, uh, fu- what's really funny is he's now yeah, yeah, go, he's, yeah go ahead he's now claiming uh that there was voter fraud which is a very ah. which is a very interesting thing to say considering he lost his race but every other statewide race the closest margin republicans won every other statewide race and the closest margin was the attorney general's race, Daniel Cameron won by 15 points. Every other Republican won by more than that. So where are you seeing voter fraud here, guy? Like Bevin just yeah, had voter, one voter of the fraud didn't. Yeah. Voter fraud didn't make him perform horribly as a governor yeah. and didn't give him the uh, worst approval rating of all 50 governors. So yeah. not sure. For people, appro- you know, yeah. voter fraud is valid here, but the press, of course, because they're the enemy of the people, They've spent all morning saying, oh, see, Kentucky's going blue. Mitch McConnell's going to be voted out next year. I love it. You know, Trump will lose Kentucky. That's adorable, guys. That's adorable. Like you said, the the attorney general's race, the Republican won by 15. The secretary of state race, the Republican won by like 16 or 17 points. Yeah. The, uh, no, man. The, I mean, like, Kentucky treasure. is still a R plus 15 state. Be- Bevin was just uniquely unpopular, and I think that's the end of that. No, yeah, you're right, but it's going to be really funny to watch how much money they burn in Kentucky next year on Amy McGrath getting her ass kicked by Mitch McConnell. So, but it's but like you said, like Bevin, like the reason Bevin was so unpopular is because there was a big uh, teacher strike. There was a and, and there was a there was a huge uh, public pensions crisis, 
that he just handled insanely poorly. And he was just a very uniquely unpopular candidate. And he ran against a moderate Democrat who ran specifically on those two issues, uh, fixing pensions and uh, fixing the and, and, you know, get cutting a deal with the teachers. So it, it makes sense that so many Republicans would split their tickets and vote for Bevin. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I all for it. I'm all for don't for don't donate as much money as you can to Amy McGrath because you're just you're gonna waste a lot of money if you think that Kentucky's going blue in 2020. No, we need we need some reverse psychology here, man. All right, Democrats, like forget about Wisconsin, forget about Michigan. You've got those two states yeah. in the bag. Okay, you've got it. You're gonna easily win Michigan. So for sure. Dump ten million dollars into Amy McGrath's race against Mitch McConnell. Cocaine Mitch is super vulnerable next to <laughs> Definitely focus on Kentucky. Fuck Pennsylvania. You got Pennsylvania is a done deal. Deep blue state, right? Trump didn't even win it. It was voter fraud four years ago. Just pour your money into Kentucky. See what happens. That's what I hope the Democrats do. And well, and the Democrats are very good at learning all the wrong lessons. So, and like you said, the the uh, the candidate that beat Bevan is a moderate. You know, he, he did camp. Well, I mean, who knows how he'll govern, but he did campaign as a as a centrist Democrat. So, I, I, it's it's fair to imagine that the de- the Democrats would learn the lesson that they should run, you know, commies in deep red southern states or something like that. Yeah, and just a bigger point off that. Um, all the poll there have been several polls out of the swing states getting away from Kentucky. Like a lot of the swing states, like Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan. Um, all like all all these states have Trump running ahead of Elizabeth Warren. They have him running ahead of uh, Buttigieg. They ha- they have him running ahead of Bernie. He's only competitive with Biden in a lot of these swing states. So, like the the national polls polls aren't looking that good for Trump. Like on a national level, he's losing to most of these people. But when it comes to the states that he has to win, he's polling he's polling pretty well in all of these states. Um, so it, yeah. If it'll be interesting to Democrats really like never can never learn their lessons. So if they go into 2020 and they're like, okay, a moderate Democrat just beat a unpopular Republican incumbent by less than 3,000 votes in Kentucky, therefore Elizabeth Warren will win Kentucky. All, all, all for that <laughs> logic. Do you do go for it? Knock yourselves out, guys. Knock yourselves out, please. Be my guest. Uh, the the only bad news from last night was the state of Virginia. Um, which looks like it's about done <laughs> for Republicans yeah. at this point. Republicans just got their clocks cleaned in Virginia. Um, the Democrats took the both the House and the Senate, um, so they control the entire state assembly. And and Virginia, yeah, used to be a swing state. Well, it used to be a red state, you know, in the 80s and 90s, and then it was kind of purple. And it is a deep blue state now. Um, it's obviously just the growth of the Washington D.C. area, Northern Virginia. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, bad news. Obviously, the 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 Virginia Republican Party's kind of been a joke for a while now. They've been very ineffective. But look, man, it you can't. <clears throat> a lot of conservative pundits are, are blaming the Virginia GOP. They deserve a little bit of the blame, but it's just the Virginia voters, man. It's the voters. I mean, these people are <laughs> like, I blame the the people of Virginia. I mean, these people are depraved, man. I mean, they have Governor Blackface, Attorney General Blackface, and Lieutenant Governor Rapist. And that didn't sour them on the Democratic Party at all. Yikes. I mean, that is like some real moral bankruptcy right there, man. I just 
Look, I think the GOP should move on from the state of Virginia. Focus on winnable states. Like, you know, New Hampshire. New Hampshire's going to be in play. Minnesota might even be in play. I mean, focus on those states, but I don't know, man. I, I think uh, Virginia's kind of down and out for, for the foreseeable future. No, yeah, you're right. I tweeted last night after uh, the news broke that they flipped the legislature and said that basically at this point, D.C. should annex Nova, Northern Virginia, just because that's the reason that Virginia's gone so blue is just all of these people live basically in Northern Virginia, but work in D.C. And they're like, they're a bunch of young people. It's a lot of like lib suburbanites that have moved into Northern Virginia in the last couple of years. And they're the reason that like Virginia has turned blue. Like if it weren't for like the little, like if it weren't for Charlottesville, which has like always been blue, but if it weren't for like, like the little sliver of Northern Virginia that's grown so much that has, that, that has attracted younger people who work in DC and has attracted a lot of these like limousine liberals, like Virginia would still be a deep red state. And it's, but yeah, you're right. It's crazy. This is the first time that, um, that a Democrat, that there will, there will be a Democratic legislature and a Democratic governor since 1993. So, the, so yeah, Virginia is basically a lost cause. Like there have been a lot of like gun control, leg, there have been a lot of gun control bills that Republicans have been able to block the last couple of years. There have been like a lot of abortion laws that Republicans have been able to block, and it looks like they'll be able to pass them this time. But it wasn't all a wash last night because Texas voters voted to make a. Uh, the yes. ban on the state income tax, a part of their constitution. So, if you're if you live in Virginia and you're looking for a new state to go to, Texas is probably the best place. Yeah, God bless Texas, man. I, Texas has never had a state income tax, but they amended voters voted to amend the Texas constitution to make that permanent in law that the state government can never levy income taxes. Clutch move, Texas. Absolutely clutch move down there. All right. Got to let you go, Greg. This was fun as always. I'm sure I'll have you back on soon. Um, where can everybody find you online and follow you and keep in touch and read your shit and all that good stuff? Uh, yeah, so just uh, Greg underscore Price 11 on Twitter. Um, check out The Daily Caller. Not just me. I don't do that much. I do social media. So most of check out The Daily Caller social media because that's that's me and Logan Hall and Jess Fletcher. We do, we're, we're starting to grow our the pages pretty well. Um, I write sometimes for the Daily Caller, so you can check out my author page too. And for nine ninety nine a month, you too can become a Daily Caller patriot and get all of our content behind the paywall. Um, so yeah, that's about it. Thanks for having me on, Brady. Always good to be on with you. Yep. Yeah, man. We'll definitely do it again soon. Everybody follow Greg. He's great. Everybody check out uh, the Daily Caller. And please do consider uh, supporting them, you know, nine ninety nine a month. It is definitely worth it. A lot of great content over there. They're definitely doing the Lord's work. That's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Monday. No gimmicks.